Hello, everybody, and welcome to Between Plays, Stock Market Strategies. Today, a little bit different than usual. Um, we usually have uh, CEOs of companies on here, analysts, and today, which is really interesting, we have Mayor Rabkin, founder and managing partner of Blue Vision Capital. Mayor, how are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. Uh, I'd like to thank you so much for being on the show. It you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, green energy, renewables and all this kind of stuff. We're always looking at the future. There's so much that we need to talk about here. We got Paris Accord agreements. We're looking at climate change. We're looking at the heating of the planet. So I love the fact that we're on here and that we can sh show the world, you know, what's out there now. What are the possibilities? But before we do all of that, we'll, you know, if we could just talk a little bit about you, look into your background, if you can go into that a bit, please. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you, Albert, for having me on the show today. Um, so I, uh, as mentioned, founded uh, Blue Vision Capital, which is a venture capital fund focusing on uh, on climate tech startups, um, which has been a very exciting journey and a very purposeful journey. Um, my background has always been in the investment space, and uh, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an investor. Um, I've worked at various firms in the past, mostly in public markets, uh, in wealth management, spent some time in the banking sector um, and spent quite a bit of time as well in very large asset management firms. Um, and um, as I grew in experience and in my career and as I developed a, a great network, um, I realized that you know I wanted to transition into essentially something that was for me a higher purpose. And uh, of course the climate is something that not only I'm very passionate about, but I'm also quite concerned. And if I could use my access to capital for good, uh, to me, that was um, that would have been incredible. And so that's how my journey into uh, climate tech began. That's very interesting. So into climate tech, I like the way you put that. Um, it's true. I mean, like we have a lot of investors on the channel. I mean, we're looking at critical minerals. Uh, you know, it's, it's the talk of not just a day, but it's been the talk of a few years now. I mean, with you know, governments signing all of these um, bills in order to protect what we have. So, I mean, very interesting. This is not just something that's a fly by night. We're looking at the future here. That being said, can you go a little bit into Blue Vision Capital? Like, can you elaborate on the fund? What is it that you guys do there? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, so at Blue Vision Capital, uh, the idea is really to focus or to back entrepreneurs or startups uh, that are disruptive, that are breakthrough, that are innovative, um, that are venture scalable, which is really important. So we're looking for, I'd say, capital efficiency, um, but that are also doing something to uh, combat the climate crisis. And so what we're really looking for is that intersection of both high impact, but also high returns. And when we find that sweet spot, I mean, that's exactly what gets us quite excited. Um, and uh, so in terms of verticals, I'd say we're, we're relatively broad, but we are typically looking for, for verticals that I'd say are ripe for disruption. Um, the way we do that is typically looking at, at, at spaces that um, have a very strong impact, but are typically underfunded. Some of the verticals that we look at are mobility solutions, sustainable economy, energy transition, climate management, built environment, food systems, and land use. Uh, but built environment is actually a great example because it actually buildings today represent 39% of global greenhouse gas emissions. And yet, um, it only represents about 7% of funding in the climate space. So it's a very underfunded space 
very much ripe for disruption and in our opinion a huge catalyst for growth okay i understand and for uh climate i mean is this um do you consider this like more like a recession proof uh industry you know, uh, recession proof is a big word, but like one one thing for sure is that you know the future is climate tech. And um, when you look at some of the trends that we've seen, at least in the last year or two, uh, so when you look at VC broad, broad based, right? Uh, you look at total VC investments in 2021, and you compare it to 2022, you've seen about a 35% year over year drop in funding, right? From about 600 billion to about 415 billion. Now, take a look at just climate tech alone. And climate tech in 2021 was about 37 billion and 2022 was 70 billion. So more than double. Wow. Uh, so you're seeing that there was a total reversal happening. I'm, I'm not going to say that it's going against the current, or it's, uh, but but we are definitely noticing that there is something that is shifting. And, and I think part of the reason is that, you know, climate tech will be essential to 2050 world, right? And um, just in Canada alone, you know, the link to invest about $125 billion every year to build a net zero economy by 2050. Globally, we're going to require about $1.7 trillion uh, per year for at least 20 years. And so there's a tremendous amount of capital that's going in these spaces. Um, and it's not for nothing that you hear Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, saying yeah. that you know, the next thousand unicorns will be in the green energy space. True. Um, John Kerry said the same thing. He said clean energy is one of the greatest economic opportunities the world has ever seen. Right. So I think that there's no line of business that will not be impacted by climate change and there lies the opportunity. Absolutely. And what what are the sectors that you're mostly focusing on? So we're very excited by, let's say, three sectors in particular. Uh, one is the energy transition. Yep. Uh, at the end of the day, 25% of global emissions are related to energy. We are facing an energy crisis and um, there is a tremendous amount of disruption, innovation in that space. I would say we do have a lot of very interesting solutions around that, uh, around the intermittency, around the renewable energy. I mean, it's definitely at an inflection point uh, because right now the cost parity between renewables and, uh, and traditional coal and gas is, is coming to a point where it makes economic sense. So I think that there's a tremendous amount of innovation there. Um, another one I would say is uh, built environment, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, there's a lot of innovation that needs to be done within buildings and there's a, a lot of incentives because at the end of the day, if you save the bottom line, if you have, there's tremendous cost savings, everybody's going to want to jump on the bandwagon. You know, I think the problem with clean tech 1.0 is that um, it was very expensive. It didn't make economic sense. The market yeah. wasn't ready. And so it didn't take off. But right now, um, if you could save 10% off of a profit margin, off the bottom line, and you're greener at the same time in parallel, I mean, that's a great business case. So built environment is another one. I would finish off by saying that food systems... Um, very exciting. A difficult space, though. So we, I'd say we're tippy-toeing into that. We're excited by it. Okay. We're, we're careful on the food. I see. Okay. Yeah, that's very interesting. I understand. And um, what are some of the advantages of investing uh, in emerging managers, if you can get into that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's pretty interesting. But, um, you know, when you look at emerging managers, yeah. Um, so traditionally, there, there has been an outperformance of emerging manager funds versus, you know, other traditional funds. And I guess there was a greater sense of accountability and dedication uh, to, to achieving superior results. Um, I mean, you realize when you're an emerging manager that your, your long-term success really relies on, on your performance. So there's, there's definitely potential, I'd say, for higher alpha generation. Um, emerging managers also have the advantage of 
typically being a bit more nimble, more agile than, than some of the larger players. Um, and so, you know, you could really capitalize on, on, on market inefficiencies. And, um, and so this is why when you talk to a lot of asset allocators that invest in emerging managers, they'll be the first to tell you that, yeah, the, the ad performance is quite clear and it's not just one year, it's year over year. Uh, you look at the stats over the last 20 years and um, numbers don't lie. Uh, so we are, I mean, I am an emerging manager. Uh, I am extremely dedicated and um, I'm in it to win it. Uh, so very exciting times ahead. I like that. I like the uh, whole, I win it to win. Uh, I'm in it to win it. I mean, very important to have that mindset. Um, you know, I, now when we talk about, um, you know, Blue Vision Capital and we look at the macroeconomics, is, I think this is very important that we touch off on this maybe as a last question in here. When we're looking at fossil fuels and we're looking at Paris Accord agreements, we're looking at all the things I said in the beginning over here of, you know, climate change, the warming up of the planet. In your, um, I guess, educated viewpoint, you know, in your perspective, do you think that we can go back in time, that we'll go back to the way things were? I mean, in taking the macroeconomics into, into uh, consideration, the geopolitics of the way things are, and at the same time, the Paris Accord is because people, you know, sometimes they see the markets are doing this, whatever. They're not looking towards that 2050 that you mentioned just a few seconds ago. But for me, we're going there, you know, because we have certain things in place. We could see automobile dealers, you know, manufacturers that are making the transition. They have goals set out. Governments have goals set out. What's your view on all of this? Well, listen, I think that um, to, ch to change human behavior, you have to put the right incentives in place. Yeah, and true. we have seen that there's been a great shift in the regulatory environment. Uh, so if you look at you know the, the federal budget in Canada, they've, they've committed to $83 billion in, in clean economy tax credits. Uh, if you look at the United States, the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, they're yeah. allocating about $370 billion in, in investment subsidies. Um, so I think that uh, this capital is certainly going to create tremendous incentives for the climate tech space. And uh, and I think the governments are doing it because they do realize that this is this is a very critical urgency and it's happening now. And then the reality is, is even if we stop emitting CO2 tomorrow entirely as a planet, um, there was so much CO2 accumulation and often there's a lag of 20, 30 years from CO2 to hit you know the, the, the greenhouse gases yes. that we're, 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 we're in serious trouble. And so, um, the good news is that there is a lot of innovation there. It makes a, a tremendous amount of economic sense. The incentives are finally, the regulatory incentives are finally at the right place. Let's not forget that the United States under the previous administrations was more reluctant to sign Paris Agreement Accords. But yes. now under the current administration, uh, they're going the other extreme. Yep. Um, and um, and I think that this, this obviously will be, in my opinion, a very strong catalyst for the entire sector. But more you know, above and beyond just, just financial returns, um, I, I think for for survival as as humans uh, on this planet, this is integral. So it's a, it's a win win on all fronts. Yeah, that's very true. It's very hard to uh, debate any of the points that you brought up there. Uh, completely in line with those points. Um, now, just talk about Blue Vision Capital. Uh, maybe to end off on this. So you, when you look at investment criteria for uh, Blue Vision Capital. What is it that you're looking at? Um, I, I mean, because I've seen on your website that you have certain points 
Can you just elaborate on that a little bit and maybe also talk um, about what you guys target, you know, your mobility solutions, energy transition, get it to that a little bit, please. Sure. Um, so I think, I think there's three layers to, to that question. So the first thing is, is that um, we, we are considered a strategic player, at least uh, in, in Montreal where we're based. Uh, and the reason I say that is that we're filling an important gap in the ecosystem. When you look at venture capital as a whole, uh, there's a lot of capital for more late stage um, Series A, Series B and onwards. But when you look at seed specific and you look at climate tech specific, there is a total gap. So when you address a gap in the ecosystem and you uh, directly, what that allows you to do is to handpick from the best opportunities. You're not too concerned about being outbid. Uh, but when, when it's a very saturated market, it typically goes to the highest bidder. We don't have that issue. Quite the contrary. Um, if you look at the supply and demand, there's a huge supply Sorry, there's a huge demand of startups looking for money, very short, very limited supply of actual funds focusing on, on seed stage. So I think that that's one piece that's very interesting. The second is, you know, when we look at a business, um, we're looking at about eight metrics, right? And starting off, obviously, the, the environmental impact. But for us, you know, the business model is really important. Are the profit margins at least, you know, 60, 70, 80 percent? What are the KPIs? Uh, what is the cash runway? Um, we're looking at, you know, for us, it's important to have a low CapEx play. You could easily get burned if you get into high CapEx type opportunities. So we're looking for that asset light sleeve. The team, of course, is, is extremely important. The tech, the product, the service, right? Is it disruptive? It's a breakthrough. Um, what, what's the IP around it? Market, how's the TAM? For us, minimum 500 million TAM and above for us to be able to make a deal. Um, so we're looking at, at, at a lot of these metrics. And once all these metrics are filled, we then start thinking about, okay, what's our post-investment strategy? Okay, once we've made the investment in that business, now what do we do? Yes. Well, we're going to do everything we can to make sure it's successful. So how do we do that, right? Well, we sit on their boards. We try to give them the mentorship, the coaching, the direction. We help them connect with new customers. We do whatever we can to help them on every aspect we can because their success at the end of the day is our success. And for us, we're looking for that 10x return multiple per business, per company. Um, and I believe very strongly that in order to achieve that, uh, and to maximize the odds in your favor, you definitely want to have a very solid post-investment strategy as much as just a pre-investment strategy. So that's kind of how we think about investing in businesses globally. Very interesting. I like the mindset, completely agree with it. I mean, there's nothing you could debate on that as well. Um, Mayor Rapkin, I mean, we're going to wrap this up. I mean, is there any last words that you might like to say? Because, um, I mean, we know what Blue uh, Vision Capital is about. We love the strategy. We love, uh, you know, uh, the basically, I don't want to, you know, the green the, the, of it all, you know, and where it's going. It, do you have any final words that you would like to be able to put out there, whether it's towards um, macroeconomic of, of things or just of the company or a little bit of both? I, I would say that, um, you know, I still, I still think that there is a little bit of a, um, I'd say post-traumatic, you know, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder from people who invested in the first wave of, of clean tech, which yeah. was about 10 years ago. And, um, you know, you have John Doerr who, uh, from Klein and Perkins, who was actually a pioneer in, in clean tech. And uh, many of you may know, but Klein and Perkins is one of the more successful venture capital funds out of Silicon Valley. And they got burned. They got totally burned investing in clean tech. They were doing these big, you know, renewable energy products. Um, and so there's a lot of PTSD around that. And, yeah. uh, and my message to new investors uh, who maybe have had a bad experience the first time around to say, you know what, I think that today climate tech has moved beyond a proof of concept. 
I think that we are definitely at an inflection point. I think the time is now, and I think it's the most exciting space to be in. Um, so I highly encourage all of you to reach out and to learn more about the space, and I'm happy to um, share my thoughts around it. But I think, it's, as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, we're looking for, for the next biggest unicorns, and climate tech, in our opinion, is the next internet. Mayor Rapkin, thank you so much for being on Between Plays Stock Market Strategies. You know, I'd like to be able to have you in the future and see um, where we are and how things go with, uh, you know, the fund and, and you know, just talking about, you know, the macroeconomic space, if you'd ever like to just come on and talk about green tech and stuff like that. My pleasure. Anytime. All right. Well, for all the viewers out there, always remember, research, prepare, plan and execute. So uh, thank you so much, Mayor Rapkin, and uh, hope to see you in the future. You bet. Between plays, it's the journey and what you do between where you are and where you want to be. Research, prepare. Disclaimer, Between Plays has a contract with said company in this video at the time of recording. Between Plays only takes contracts with companies we believe have an opportunity to deliver a product or service based on our own research. That being said, always do your due diligence. Seek professional financial analysts when investing. This video is for entertainment, educational, informative purposes. See description for more information. Between plays. Bridging the gap between companies and investors.